As we come to hear God's word in the, from the Gospel of Matthew this morning, this is last Sunday in our worship series about food and faith, and so we do read this scripture, Matthew 25, though it speaks to a broader set of, of concerns of God and of Christ uh, regarding discipleship and care of the body of Christ. I am, I am preaching from it with a lens of our series on food and faith, so do listen to it with those ears. As we listen for the word of God that comes to us from the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 25, let us have a word of prayer. Let us pray. Gracious God, we do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from your mouth. Make us hungry for this heavenly food, that it may nourish us today in the ways of eternal life, through Jesus Christ our Lord, the bread of heaven. Amen. Hear now the scripture from Matthew 25, beginning with verse 31. Listen now for God's word to you, the people of God. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all of the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. And all of the nations will be gathered before him. And he will separate people from one another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. And then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. And then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it? that we saw you hungry, or gave you food, or thirsty, and we gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you, a stranger, and welcomed you, or naked, and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick, and in, or in prison, and that we had visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, just as you did it to one of the least who are members of my family, you did it to me. And then he will say to those at his left hand, you that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick, and in prison, and you did not visit me. And then 
Then they also will answer, Lord, when was it that you were hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? And then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment and the righteous into eternal life. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Reveal, O God, your wonder to our eyes and open our hearts to Christ's love. Disperse from our minds any darkness and fill our lives with your light. Protect us, O God, from thoughts without, without action and guard us from words without life. Grant us wisdom to walk in your ways and open us always to the guiding of your spirit. Amen. Human beings know instinctually, if not rationally, that there is more to eating and drinking than simply maintaining bodily functions. It is something more. It is something more that we seek to find and to share and to celebrate. These are the words of one of my teachers. These are the words of my pastor at the church that I grew up in. This pastor was a spiritual teacher to me in so many ways, and today, even though we are no longer in touch, still is. And if I understand from from essays and sermons of his that I still have, if I understand correctly, this very sentiment that he expresses was taught to him by one of his teachers. And this something more that he refers to is what we've been exploring through the month of November with this series on food and faith. We've been exploring the ways that food connects us socially as a community. We've been thinking about the way that good food is spiritual to us and where the lack of food calls us into faithful service to seek justice and wholeness and equality and dignity. In order to find and share and celebrate, a deeper experience of food and of faith, we can find something more where we find and make space at the tables where we sit. Literally and figuratively, God welcomes all people, and we are called to this same practice in our shared human experience and in the ways that we live our faith out in every part of our lives. As we make space for one another, we also make space for the real matters of daily life, of eating and drinking, of working and playing, of loving and of being together. For among these parts of our lives, 
there are many kinds of expressions of welcome. Now, it's easy to also leave these kinds of daily matters untouched by our theology, by our spirituality, by our faith. And we know that these are things that are at the heart of our lives, and so we know, too, that they are connected to the very center of our understanding of God and of our own faith. Jesus makes this connection, this idea of welcome, makes a connection to it for the disciples. Jesus weaves faith and daily life together so that these disciples will understand just how inseparable they are. Jesus says, you showed care and compassion to the least of these who are members of my family. And when you did so, you did it to me. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me, the Lord says. And the disciples, they ask in reply, Lord, when was it that we did these things? When was it? They had no idea that they were ministering to Christ when they did them. When was it? These disciples naturally cared and cared for and offered compassion where they saw need in their community, where another needed a companion, needed to be lifted up, and Jesus reveals that their actions were much larger than they knew. Jesus says that to feed and to quench thirst is to offer hospitality to even those who are strangers and those who are excluded. And to do these things is to welcome Jesus. It is to welcome Christ our Lord. And this is another moment in the Gospels where we are made aware that People are made in the image of God. That God's grace is revealed through the actions of people who offer their faithful compassion and care and love. We don't think of welcome as such a radical thing. A friend of mine tells a story about traveling in Eastern Europe. He was a seminary professor, and the story is from a sabbatical which he took, and he decided to go with a friend to Easter Mass at an Eastern Orthodox church. He fed on the beauty of the liturgy and the traditions and, and the sacred space of the cathedral, but he could not have anticipated experiencing worship after 
the liturgical ceremonies. But he did. You see, after worship, as he and his friend, as they left the church, my, my friend's companion ran into some people that he knew, and they invited the two of them to Easter dinner in their home. Despite not knowing my friend, he was welcomed by these strangers to dinner. And he and his friend had accepted. And so when they gathered for dinner, my friend was given the seat at the head of the table. It is a seat that he learned would ordinarily have remained empty because it was set ceremonially as a place setting to remember, to be reminded that Jesus Christ gathers with us wherever we gather. And it has been a practice of families in their Orthodox tradition for centuries to make this place setting added at the family table for Easter dinner. For then they know the risen Christ is with them. But what was so special about this Easter dinner, the host explained, was that they now had the opportunity to invite a stranger to dinner. And a stranger, as customs and tradition go, would be given the Christ seat, would be given that seat that honors Christ's presence because having welcomed a stranger, having given him or her food or water and welcome, is seen as welcoming Christ into their presence. It is seen as welcoming Christ into their home. Now, if we know the scriptures, if we live deep in the promises of God revealed by them, if we live from the promises that are made at every baptism in the church, we know that to welcome a stranger is to welcome Christ. It is a reminder that, that we when we care for another beloved child of God, we are sharing our compassion with Christ. And our worship doesn't end with any benediction. It doesn't end when we leave the doors. It carries on and it continues. We bring our worship and our prayers from the space of the sanctuary out into all of the actions of our lives, meeting Christ in every other person whom we meet, friend or stranger alike. Stanley Hauerwas writes that the difference between followers of Jesus and those who do not know Jesus is that those who have seen Jesus no longer have any excuse to avoid the so-called least of these. For God calls disciples such that they cannot avoid the stranger, the hungry, the forgotten, the hurting, the lonely, or the broken. When did we do this, the disciples asked. When do we do this, is a question the church asks. It's a question that we need to ask often 
as a church, as individuals? When do we do this? When we engage in making our city more food secure is one of the ways in which this church, Jefferson Avenue Presbyterian Church, and the disciples of faith in this community do what Jesus is describing. I want to focus on that one area that Jesus mentions that's at the heart of our worship series. When were you hungry and we fed you? The city of Detroit, our city here, defines access to food as the availability of quality food within a reasonable distance from where people live, and access also includes the ease and ability to travel where quality food is available, as well as the affordability of that food and its cultural suitability to to specific population groups within that community. And with that definition, in 2009, the Department of Agriculture found data telling that Wayne County, the county where Detroit is located, had over 470,000 food insecure residents, nearly half a million. And 30% of this nearly half a million did not qualify for federal food assistance. When were you hungry and we fed you? The disciples asked. A 2017 Detroit Food Policy Council report cited that 48% of Detroit households are food insecure, and 82%, 82% of students in Detroit public schools qualify for free or reduced rate school lunches. 82%. And that was before the pandemic. And these numbers are now increasing. And Detroit is not alone. When were we hungry and we fed you? The disciples asked. Statistics are startling, but they're statistics. They don't always bring it home. And there are statistics that were before the pandemic, and it's hard to find statistics about right now, but even beyond statistics is the recognition that many people in our neighborhoods who are our friends are growing food insecure or are more insecure than they were before. And so when the church delivers bags of food for students at Nichols School with the Every Kid Eats ministry, it is more than simply food. Yes, it is 30 bags of seven meals, snacks, and fruit that are filling bellies and doing good, but it is more than food. When church members host the drive through pantry on Fridays with boxes of fresh vegetables, fruit, dairy, and sometimes meat that we get from Food Rescue U.S., it is more than a generous helping of groceries. 
when the church joins, make food not waste, and a variety of other restaurants and chefs to feed 5,000 Detroiters a Thanksgiving dinner this Tuesday and Wednesday. It is more than a holiday meal. And this week, those volunteers will package family-sized containers of Thanksgiving dinners, and these dinners will go to places where food is needed. And this is good, whole food that is prepared and made by some of the most talented chefs in our city, chefs for whom many in our congregation have eaten in their dining rooms. The food will go to people, food from the church goes to people who are our neighbors. If food doesn't go to some dire statistic or to people at random, we know these people. The food will go to neighbors and they will go to some who are strangers who are close enough to be our neighbors close enough to be people whom we know well. And every time the church gives its energy toward faithful actions that can reduce food security and can promote equality, the church is creating a place at the table for someone who might sit in Christ's seat. Every action taken is a living out of Christ's love and welcome. Every time we make one of these actions, I hope the church remembers that it is welcoming Christ our Lord. When did we do this, Lord? Every time you did it to one of these. When are we doing this, Lord? Every time we set the table for someone who has not had room to pull up a chair, we welcome Jesus Christ our Lord. For Jesus has already set the table of grace. Jesus has already welcomed all people to gather around the table. Faithful people have heard that invitation to gather, and many welcome and accept the invitation again and again, asking it to be renewed and restored within them and lived out by their faith and their lives. And once again, Jesus now calls us to be those who extend invitations. That we might remember the answer any time we ask the question, when did we do this, Lord? The invitation that we participate in is a recognition of our communion with God and that in that communion we are one body with each other as well as with our neighbors. For we do not have one without the other. We cannot fully understand this 
powerful welcome of Christ if we ignore where people are hungry or where community water sources are depleted or contaminated. Our place at the table is more secure when the welcome is wider. For if we set a place and extend an invitation and show someone a seat, we have welcomed not just a stranger and not just a neighbor, not simply someone with a need. We have welcomed God who has welcomed us first. Friends, may we know this welcome. May we live from this welcome. May we share this welcome, and may we find Christ walking among us every place where we break bread together. May we see that Christ is with us at all of the tables where we eat. May we remember, may we act, may we give thanks this day and always. Amen.